Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. Hello. Feeling a little under the weather today. So just gotta let you know. That's not good. It's not COVID. It's not. Why why didn't you tell me earlier? Because it's not COVID. It's depression. Very different. You know. Very different. (laughs) Different symptoms. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, yeah, I felt a little bit under the weather as well yesterday, and you know, weather changes, uh, but it's not that straight up classic. Talking about the worms in my brain. So let's get into chapter forty-four of Dune. (laughs) Let's do it. So uh, you said you had a chapter introduction for us today, or chapter title? Sorry, the title of today's chapter. Is Gurney Strikes Back, Retaliation, Colon, Revenge, Part 2. Oh, building off volume of la- two? yesterday's chapter, man. Let's change I love it to it. Volume 2. Yeah, why not? Make it a little bit... Add, we got to add more syllables into this. A little know? zing, a little zam. Does that, the quality of your title... If your title has more syllables, is it a better title? Absolutely. The answer? What, you, what kind of question yes. is that? What kind of question is that? I know. Yes. I already answered the question. God damn it. All right. And I got and I got the chapter introduction right here in front of me. How often? Wait. <laughs> How often it is that the angry man rages denial of what his inner self is telling him from collected sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. That's a horribly written sentence. I think pretty often. That is a terrible sentence. It means we deny no, our t- inner feelings. I know what it means. Inner truth. Don't, don't, I know what it means, but like how... You asked what it you meant. say that? No, no, no. I, I know what it meant. I asked that it was horribly me? written. No, I didn't ask. I said it was horribly written. I didn't ask. Oh, boy. What are you doing to this me right now? This podcast is poorly written. Zing. <laughs> That's what you guys get for not paying for paying us right now. Wait till you get our Patreon. Then the the quality content that you guys will be seeing on that on that thing. Oh boy. I'm gonna use the money to buy a better you. chair that doesn't do this. Speaking of that chair, man, light it on fire. I'm tired of editing that chair out. It's got way too many opinions. <laughs> I need this chair. Like I don't have I actually don't, don't have, you any have other a- suitable chairs. If I, this wasn't here. I'd have to sit on the ground and record like I did for some reason in the first season of the show for Wheel of Time. For like half of it, I sat on the floor. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that was, that looked like it was awful. That was kind of, uh, I don't know why I did that. (laughs) It was the summer. It was probably too hot. You didn't have a desk. I had a desk. You didn't have a desk desk for 10 years. And you didn't use it? You just sat on the floor? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. (laughs) I did. I, I don't know. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, well, wow, okay. wow, wow. This is great stuff. So, ref- regarding that chapter introduction, I think th- what that chapter introduction is more or less referring to is uh, th- this whole thing with Stilgard that happens in this chapter. Before we get into this chapter, I want to say that this chapter is kind of like a rock concert for Paul. You know? Like, this is a huge combination of everything that makes Dune cool. Not everything, 
I mean, isn't it just like the Matrix 2 Essentially, again? Essentially, that's why I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all these scenes just seem like the Matrix 2 when they're dancing. Yeah, I... I in the rave. It, you know what? If, you're, if your franchise has a big crowd of people in a cave, uh, I'm in. 100%. <laughs> Boom, Boom Matrix. Matrix. I love it. Um, but yeah, this is kind of... Well, not like a rock concert in the sense that there's uh, there's dancing or anything like that, but Paul gets to have like a big shining moment in front of everybody where he gives his uh his big battle speech you know like it's time to go to war man we're reaching the end of the book it's time to fucking get the fucking plot moving here man i'm here for it i think it's really cool yeah um but the chapter introduction i think is referring to a scene in this chapter where stilgar or when paul basically tells stilgar like we're not going to be doing this. We're, we're not going to be doing this whole thing. And we touched on it yesterday in the in the other podcast. But there's just like this whole weird like knighting ceremony that he does, you know, where like doesn't he have to kiss the knife? Like kiss this knife yeah. and then kiss my ring. He has to give it a little kiss. Kiss my ass. A little smooch. A little smooch. And now you're now, It's important. Now you're Stilgar the man. The man of sand. They have a lot of crazy traditions. And most of them make zero sense. And most of them end up in killing the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised so many are so, so many are so down with upholding that tradition when uh, Paul makes a good point in this chapter when he's like, you know, you broke tradition when you saved myself and my mother, Jessica, uh, out of the sand. You know, you, you picked us up, and usually what you guys would do is just rob us blind of our water and just kill us and just get rid of us. And you broke that tradition. Sop up all that water. So that kind of led the preface of Paul going like, well, I'm going to break this tradition too, like of challenging you Fuck for tradition. your... Uh, Paul said it. For your position. So yeah, Paul, Paul breaks that tradition in, in service of Stilgar. Um, and he, it basically did, basically did what I said yesterday, you know, the, this whole, like, I'm going to be running the universe. I got to be space Hitler and I'm going to need, I need like a little, uh, I need people on Arrakis, you know, he's not planning on being space Hitler. Well, not so much, not, not in so many words. No one plan. No one plans that. I don't think, you know, that's not the end goal. That it, well, it's usually you get there on accident. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, well, Hitler. I mean, Hitler planned it. <laughs> Don't twist my words up. He went up. He did. <laughs> but you know, if Paul, but you know, he has prescience, though. <laughs> Even if he's not planning for it, he knows yeah. it's kind of happening. You know. Well, Daenerys Targaryen never turned out to be. She never planned to become a Hitler. But she didn't have prescience. Right? She didn't know that she had bad. Yeah, she didn't have prescience. She just had bad showrunners. Bazing. Oh. Wazoom. <laughs> but I'm sure that's the same way it'll end in the book, just better. Yeah. Uh are you talking about Game of Thrones? The the ending of Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. This is a Game of Thrones podcast, isn't it? <laughs> you seem really combative today. Is everything okay? I told you. I'm not I'm, no, I'm not. I told you at the top of the show. Not okay. Alright. Alright, man. Fired up. <laughs> All right. All right. So Paul does his whole thing with uh, with Stilgar. Um, 
he also does this interesting thing with his uh with the ring like he he apparently he apparently paul wasn't wearing the ducal ring for this entire entire book until this point and this is where he officially claims that like i'm the duke of arrakis this is my piece you know like i'm real i'm running this shit we now know i think i gave it away yesterday as well as the uh, beast reborn is completely defenseless right now and they're all just like stuck in sand not can't can't really do that um he did say that um i feel like up until now the ducal ring and being duke isn't wasn't very important he's just surrounded by fremen nobody cares about a duke they don't respect a duke in the same way that that gurney would right yeah gurney's back in the picture gurney follows paul because paul's duke not because he's muadib yeah, and these guys follow him because he's because he's more deep. What the fuck just happened to me? I like I, I like I like lost the last two minutes of this entire conversation. This is what I, <laughs> this is what drugs do, everybody. I snuck in your house today and put some acid in one of those cokes. I'm talking about my cokes. I'm, I liquefied it down. I put it in a syringe. Are you drinking a coke? Don't talk about my cokes. Leave my cokes alone. I put it in a syringe, and I picked one coke, and I filled it <laughs> with LSD. Oh, that's why I'm a worm right now. That's why I'm flopping around like I a big old worm. Picked another one, and I filled it up. I picked another one, and I filled it up with cream corn. <laughs> so have fun with that. This is the point where you're, like you'll just hear Kate in the background going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> cream corn. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, this this whole chapter here is like it's a big it's a it's a big combination of a bunch of things that make uh that that make Dune Dune, you know? We have big speeches, big conversations, lots of tradition, lots of like Dune mumbo jumbo, you know? We've got Muad'Dib, we have the Ducal Ring, we have Reverend Mother, we have Gurney Halleck. We have Balisets. We got songs in this one, you know? Like, and that leads into um, the moment where Gurney and Jessica finally see each other after, you know, so many years. And Gurney is still holding this holding this grudge against her. Like, he still believes that it's still Jessica that's behind this entire plot of killing the Atreides. I mean, the whole time, he's, he's, that's been it for him. Yeah. Yui, no and, one, he never got the memo in any way about Yui. He's got a bunch I of really, fake memos about Jessica. Yeah, uh, I love the the scene though when it's all when it all comes together. Like Jessica, like after Paul's like big speech, he takes Jessica aside and he's like, "Oh, I got a surprise for you," and leaves her in this room. And she's like in this room, just like, "Oh, I wonder what the, supply, the surprise is. I hope it's sand cake." And, and Gurney comes, Gurney comes just barreling in out of nowhere, like just in that, just comes lines it straight to her and then grabs her by the throat or like comes up behind her and grabs her you know and is about to like just straight up murk her right there locked um, in Kearney's a man on a mission like he doesn't locked fuck around down. luckily Paul was there to kind of like Paul's like don't do that if you do that you I'll kill you don't do that it's my mom it's my mom it's my mom Gurney don't do it yeah what do you think Jessica was thinking in those moments when Gurney was beelining it to her? To her, she was like, "Oh, he's gonna play a song." Fuck, 
No, because she was like, oh, he's coming over to serenade me. I wonder, what he's, I wonder if he's going to play the old uh, Fields of Caladan. Nope. He's playing Face Death. Yeah, he has a song here. Come on with a knife yeah. right into your, right in between your eyes. I love how Paul just kind of like he calms the situation down, going like, "No, it's Gurney, or no, no Gurney, it's Yui that betrayed us. I have, I have proof at another CH. I can bring it to you, but we just don't have time right now." Eventually, Gurney is like convinced over, like, "Okay, it's not Jessica that betrayed us," and then they just like all settle down for a nice song. You know, they like pick up the ballast set. Yeah, it's Gurney. Song time. <laughs> It's just so incredible yeah. how fast you like commemorate the can... moment. Now that everything's taken care of and figured out, you commemorate it with a with a song or with a sea shanty. Since those are back, since those are back in vogue, and hey, so, we've been about sea shanties uh-uh. for years, forever. I've been singing them. I was singing them by myself, rowing down the river this summer. That happened. We've got Sally Brown. That's a great one. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know a lot of the name of them. There's something about North Cumber North Cumberly Farms. I don't know. I just uh, I just I just put on a Dreadnoughts album, and uh, that's those are my sea shanties. That's what all I, you need. When I that's all you need. Go raiding. It's gonna beat line up on some sort of or yeah. I'm not even gonna get into it. Jump <laughs> uh, ship, abandon ship. No, what was I gonna talk about? Uh, oh yeah, the songs. So I'm reading Fellowship of the Ring at the same time right now, and uh, it's it's actually crazy how many songs are in that book. It's like so Frodo. Oh yeah, and you thought there was a lot of bread eaten, and you thought there was a lot of bread eaten in Wheel of Time. Good lord, man! It's ridiculous. It is so. I'm actually. Lord it's of the Rings, they eat a it's lot actually of bread. kind of infuriating, at least for like the first like. 200 pages of the book you know you got because when frodo you can definitely see the lord of the rings footprint in this book like in the terms of you know the songs and kind of the 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 world building you know there's there's a little bit of a a shared sort of mentality i don't know if it's like it's probably definitely not directly inspired but there's a shared mentality there with songs and shit like that uh, but Fellowship of the Ring is just this beginning part. This first like half of the book is um, d- it's completely void of any sort of conflict or any sort of like mounting tension for the most part. I mean, sometimes they run out of bread. Yeah, it, but then there's more in oven. Well, like ready to go. Like they made. they walk a few places. They walk for a couple of days and they get to a place and like you know that scene in the movie where they they're running from that farmer, Farmer Maggot. Oh yeah, and they're stealing cabbage and yeah, yeah, yeah. beets. In the book, turnip. In the book, they they actually run into Farmer Maggot, and they and Farmer Maggot is like he's about to he's about to kill him, or like at least beat the shit out of him. And he sees Frodo, and he's I mean, fair. and he's like, Frodo, man, it's good to see you, man. Coming for a cup of tea, and it's like that for like thirty characters. They just run into another guy, and then they and they do go in for a cup. Of tea. <laughs> yeah, and it's like three or four pages of them, like, and they drank some tea, and they had, and they had some beer, and they ate some bread and cheese, and Sam sang a song of, you know, bread and cheese. 
because it's important. You have nutrition is very important when you're fighting uh, orcs, yeah, trollocs, or Harkonnens, I guess humans. That's what this book is really missing. It's missing a good old bread and cheese. You know, it needs something like that. They don't. They never eat in this book. They they just eat spice. They just eat spice out of a leaf. What are they eating? They're eating spice. Or like some sort of porridge made out of spice. It, can you just make everything out of spice? You can make like spice curry. Pretty much, yeah. You make a... Boil it down. Uh, spice salad. Spice cakes. Spice cakes. That's when you just add flour to the spice and you mix it up and you make a little ball. Yeah. <laughs> like a little, it's a spice cake. Mm. That's really what this book is missing at this point is... Some detail on like what recipes, what, what they're eating. Like we get so much on these like stupid traditions of them fucking killing each other all the time. You know, we never really have a second. Like, is there nothing? Is there no plants? Is there no vegetation that grows? No, there's vegetation. There... Or is there like some cac, some cacti? There, there's, there's vegetation on Arrakis. Uh, like the sea etches. That, yeah. So what do we got? Like the sea etches you that know? they're around. Like the sea etches have like some vegetation around them like some a little bit of grass some bushes palm trees you know gotta gotta have a couple palm but what are we talking you know can you throw some tomato seeds in there yeah what happens uh i want to talk about corn yeah where do, what do they do you know? well i know that uh in the appendices like uh Liet kine's dad he set up he set up like vegetation uh points around arrakis to kind of like control the dunes of the sand you know what i mean he sets up vegetation points yeah. to kind of control those things you can't control but dunes. they never get into like what they're eating they don't have no farmer maggots you know i i, I bet this is an oversight on our part because dune is so fleshed out and so in depth that i find it unbelievable I won't believe it. I mean, to accept that they don't cover what kind of food is going into their mouths and coming out of their butts and turning into water. <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally. Because that that is clarified and that is explained. So why can't you tell us what's being turned into water? You know, what are you breaking down? Are you breaking? Are you breaking down? You know, can you break down corn? Can you break down beans? Yeah. Because let me tell you. I'm sure that. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, no. Um, the only time I actually think of them actually eating something is there's a scene when Paul and it's a scene when Paul and Jessica first join like Stilgar's group and Cheney gives Paul like a, a little leaf full of like spice oatmeal or like some sort of like spice meal. Uh yeah, but I don't even know if Paul eats it because he's so spaced out at that moment. Like he's just going through like different emotions and seeing the future, and he's just flying all over the place. Yeah, and he's coming down off a lot of spice, and it's like you know I've been there, and it's like you don't want to eat anything. This is probably why you want to eat. You want maybe like you make a grilled cheese, and you look at it, and then maybe take a little nibble. Yeah, and that's about enough. This is probably why like Gurney is one of my favorite characters. Is that he's the type of guy. To like talk about his food, drink some beer, and then bust out a song. You know, even though I was just shitting about on about his food, about his food. Uh, even though I was just oh little potato, how I hardly knew ye. 
Like, I, I really love that stuff, but I think the problem that I have with Fellowship right now, it just, it happens like 30 times. Like, it's just like they run into a person and then they go into the house. And then just like, it's this. Well, well, I hate to break it to you, but it's not going to get any better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, did I get to Sheila? At least you're not reading The Hobbit. At least you're not reading The Hobbit. Yeah. There's, way, there's a lot of bread in The Hobbit. Oh, yeah? I bet. That's yeah. all it is. All it is is just a bunch of dwarves walking around, and then they stop and eat bread and sing songs. And then they do that again. Repeat. You got to throw in a li- troll here and there or something. You got to have a little bit more of uh, variation. See, that's why I the world worked a little bit better is because you had. I mean, just to be clear, you are you are criticizing the Hobbit. So let's just let's just yeah. But like, who's the who the f- who the fuck is going to take my opinion as like like oh that guy says he doesn't. I will. No, you don't. I will. <laughs> yeah, I do. I hold your opinions in the highest. <laughs> The highest of opinions. I have a text message right here of me going like, hey, you know who's a good band? Less than Jake. And then you reamed me out for it. You called me a butt. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell them what I said. <laughs> what did you say here? You okay. said Less than Jake is great. I said, uh, uh, man, you know who's a good band? Less than Jake. And you said, they suck butt. And then I said, you suck yep. butt. And I said, mm-hmm. I, did, <laughs> I did what I like. Uh, I did what I liked less than Jake when I was 13. Okay, maybe you didn't call me a butt at that moment, but that's what I said. You know what? Hold on, I'm gonna take. I have to. I'm gonna take a phone call live on the air, and then you have to edit this out. <laughs> Hello. Hello. See, this is the point in the podcast where hey. I tell you guys that this is a really bad episode, and there's no saving I can. this I this episode back. whatsoever. Hopefully, hopefully I can fix this in editing. I'm but, super down, but, but I'm uh, Steve is it, didn't turn it off. I was like, it, I Steve is ruining this for us. He's in such a bad mood, and it's pissing me off. Pissing me off. This is <laughs> Don't worry this has it. been I'll, like uh, one of the worst I'll episodes we ever done. Yesterday's yeah. episode was pretty bad too, and then this episode is bad. Yesterday was bad because of me, but this episode here today bad because of him. They calling me. They calling me. <laughs> I got some friends. It's not that bleak. <laughs> Just to go. It's not that dark. Are you playing some Overwatch? You gonna get play some Overwatch later? No. It was a late. It was a lady friend. Oh. How about that? That's right. I've I've got I've got him. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I talked shit about you for the last, like, 30 seconds. Uh, I fucking heard that. You think I didn't hear that? No, I made sure you heard it. I was like, I I made sure you had, like, a a earbud. Look what I'm holding in my hand. Fucking fight me, man. Uh, What am I holding? Tell them. You have to tell them. He's holding scissors. It's audio. He's holding scissors. He's pointing them at the computer screen. What am I doing now? What am I doing now? He's he's jabbing them at at the monitor in a stabbing motion. Stabbing their scissors. Yes, stabbing. That's right. You're getting stabbed right now. All right. Well, that's everything I want to talk about. Audio medium. You can take us out there, Audio Steve. Medium. <laughs> well, thank you as always uh, to our listeners because without you, I'm just stuck in the sand, staring at Gurney's thighs. Gurney thighs. But-
You know, <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? We got to, uh, we got a Twitter at chap by chap. Follow us on there. Tweet us things. We'll probably tweet back, but hey, we're not very responsive, but we are honest. Instagram at chapter by chapter podcasts. And of course, email us at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. And we want your recipes. You know the drill, everybody. But you know the drill. But we will be back tomorrow with chapter 45 of Doom.